Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Knowing is Half the G.I. Joe podcast show and we're doing it live here from Chanchin North. I am Race to Canis. I'm Robert Chan. <laughs> I'm Gina Ippolito. What was that? He's been defeated by life and this podcast. That's the intro that puts you down? That wasn't even my worst one. That was pretty solid. Yeah. It's like <laughs> a straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> Look, after 26, this is number 26. I think I finally got it right. Here's the thing. I've got Facebook up over here. I'm just going to... I'm just gonna scroll through the feed for a while. Okay. And when it's my turn to talk, I'll I'll jump right in. You'll step in with the hilarity? I'll do what I can, <laughs> but honestly. Wait a minute, this is an amazing episode. We're doing the episode called The Games Master. Written by Flint Dill. Flint Dilly. Yeah. Flint Dilly. Okay. Have we seen him before? Yes. He's he was the uh and Buzz told us about this. He was the main uh uh story editor supervisor guy for the entire first season. So like every his his fingerprints are on every script. Yeah. And this one was mwah. going back as a kid. I remember this episode very fondly as my favorite episode of G.I. Joe. The one that encompassed all the weird, all the fun, all that they had to work together. Then they had to fight each other, but they don't trust each other. And uh, uh, a yin and it's basically the departed uh, story writing wise, except it's a 22 minute of G.I. Joe involving an island of toys. I loved it. Uh, Thank you. Interestingly, he met Gary Gygax back in the day. It's not a real and name. Gary Gygax? Not a real last name. Gina. Gina. The guy who invented Dungeons and Dragons? You just got your nerd card pulled hard. Not a real name. Gary is going to stay with it. Just stay with it. <laughs> Don't buy it. Nope. Uh, I mean, he was on an episode of Futurama, so that's how you know it's legit. Uh he, he wrote uh, the monster manual. <laughs> the, mon- <laughs> the monster manual. The Not just monster, any monster manual. manual. <laughs> the original. Come on. Uh, uh, Flint, uh, Flint Dilly co-wrote the uh, Sagar the Barbarian game book series with uh, Gary wow. back in the day. Um, like, yeah, he's uh, uh, he uh, did a bunch of TSR stuff. He's as legit as they come, business. and we should probably try yeah. to reach out and see if we Ooh, can ca- see if we can great. get him on. Right? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. The sky's the limit at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so this is a, this is such a weird episode, and it's just so much fun because we open with Transformers. Uh-huh. Yep, mm-hmm. somehow straight up some version of Optimus Prime and Shockwave. Yeah, yep. just fighting each other in some. And this was what video games of the future looked like to people stuck in the original Nintendo era. Sh- well, mm-hmm. yeah, they they basically dreamed of. Uh, holographic 3D Rock'em Sock'em robots. Yeah. yeah, which is amazing because those graphics suck. <laughs> but it's like it's like Wizard's Chest in Harry Potter. Yes, mm. or is Star so, Wars Chess, right? Oh yeah, uh, yeah or, uh... but not as good. Yeah, or like uh, this is the sort of thing where when you watch old Star Wars and they're like they're showing the the specs of uh, the Death Star, yes. and they're just like these. It's awful the, uh, vector graphics. Thing. The grid, like, yeah, yeah. This is the thing that's like thousands of years in the future, magical. They've got you've got hyperspace. You can go faster speed of light, but you're still using graphics from the 1970s. You expect too much of them, sir. <laughs> I mean, the the effect technology existed because they had the spaceships flying through space. They just didn't uh, just didn't realize they could apply it to like ordinary everyday things. Mm-hmm. Well, at first we're led to believe it's a real battle happening, and then it pulls back as one impales Wait the other a with a sword. Wait, how, we're led to believe it's a real that? battle happening? It's a real battle. We didn't know it was a video game. We're thinking it's two robots fighting each other. Two Who's of us that? understood that it was a video <laughs> game. Oh. Also, the games master was talking over it the entire time. Of, yeah. Isn't this a fun game? <laughs> a no. fun game that we're playing. Didn't catch that. <laughs> <sighs> So who's playing this fun game, we say? The answer is the Games Master, mm-hmm. who's a jolly guy with a fat guy with a beard. Maybe that's why I like him so much. And his, sure. his, uh, the whites of his eyes are actually the same color as his, as his skin. That's right. Maybe he has the gout. <laughs> Maybe he's out like the it gout, for all we know. It was very unsettling, and I think it was an animation mistake where they just didn't color Gino, him properly. We know about this show. It does not make animation mistakes. Mm-hmm, There's an explanation so just for everything. skin-colored eyes. He's got eye gout. <laughs> uh, he just may have have piggy eyes piggy eyes <laughs> and his uh his clown robot friend coco oh my god wait so this is a rope i i went this entire episode thinking what is this <laughs> coco is a, is a robot yep he's yep. a robot friend who apparently like hates him he's like he like trolls him sort of like yeah, a, a job of the huts friend who goes hey he is an crumb. robot and I was confused. Well, I was like, "Is he is he a part part person? Like, what's happening here? And why would you make that terrifying robot?" It's Coco. Well, because you need does somebody he, to play games did with. You notice does he all of watch the other, him sleep? Did you notice all of the other I robots? Did, on the there's like a million like the robots. First introduction to clown robot was <laughs> it was unsettling, unsettling. to you. <laughs> Fair enough. So, what was more unsettling to me is we get to experience four Joes in their in their R and R day off time. Yeah, which uh, by the way, two Joes, two Cobras. Oh, excuse me. Well, oh, yeah. four, four cast members of the GI Joe television program. By the way, when Flint returns to headquarters, <laughs> the the floors are all pink. Did anyone else notice that? I'll be honest, I did not. Wait a minute, wait. His head- headquarters or his house? Was he in headquarters or his house? No, no. he was at like his he his home. chateau or something. I don't oh, know fancy ass condo. When, it, fancy said, condo. when it said his home, I assumed they meant headquarters. I assumed they pulled back to reveal a giant Trump esque hotel. I know, but I thought it was work. like part like like you know military <laughs> the military place what was where they military live. about Why that hotel. Would the military have a doorman dressed <laughs> in a tuxedo? Because they waste all they our taxpayer dollars. 
make them feel fancy. To be fair, I might have been distracted by the pink floors and not listening to what was going on. But those floors are pink, guys. Well, what was more horrifying to me was that Flint in his off time wears a sweater vest. A sweater vest. <laughs> oh, oh, God. That down. Oh, but, but here's what I wanted to know. Does he have a beret to match every <laughs> outfit that he has? Because this no. is a different one. Every outfit matches his beret. <laughs> no, this is a different beret than he has had. That is correct, yes. Oh, is it? So, uh, yes, I, this was a blue beret. It was a slightly he different color, wears yeah. a green beret. Gina, Gina, I, I am was a concerned brown beret. <laughs> that you're starting to experience synesthesia because every <laughs> single thing you've mentioned so far has been about colors. The colors were weird in this episode. Guys, Gina dropped acid during this uh, cartoon watching experience and she tasted colors. I taste his beret. <laughs> his beret was different. Was, the colors were all raspberry. Off. It clearly are using a different colorist this episode. So Flint goes to his elevator to his and he passes like his what 19 floors before he thinks anything is wrong fancy gold-plated elevator i don't even understand i didn't count the floors on the outside of the building but it didn't seem like it went much above 12 floors for this hotel he gets <laughs> up to like floor 19 or something and he's just like i'm just gonna keep going <laughs> wait a minute something seems off right now <laughs> i'll ask that clown pilot there when we're gla- when we're going to land and it turns out there's a clown pilot i, I hate it like i hate do. that clown pilot what was wrong with the clown pilot Ter- terrifying because I, I was imagining flying on a normal commercial airliner and oh, then exiting and having a clown being there and being like, enjoy your stay in Seattle. But he has a normal voice. Yeah, he has a he normal have like, clown voice. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your flight. <laughs> no, he Wait has a, a minute. normal Which is creepier to you, a clown going, or a clown going, please enjoy your stay in Seattle. <laughs> Well, uh, would you like to? No. Would you like to experience our lovely uh, feel, circus animals? I feel like that second one is more likely to be a serial killer. Sure, Chan. To, right now, juggalos have lives and jobs <laughs> and are productive members of the society, sir. I don't like okay. you judging. They were maybe never, two out of three. They were never productive members of society. <laughs> so Flint's gone. And He's this been is coming captured. From a man, by the way, yes. who has purchased with actual money. An ICP album. <laughs> you talking about me or you? Me. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. I am ashamed Gross. of us right now. My vagina just <laughs> fell out and ran, and ran away into a mouse hole. <laughs> that's pretty common when people talk I have to a us. serious problem with this thing that's coming up next. You're about Lady J? Yes. Lady J shopping for clothes. <laughs> his, his comment is, <laughs> clothes are like candy oh, to Lady oh, J. No, no. Can we hear that, Chan? Oh, I'm doubtful. You bet your ass <laughs> Can. Lady J, clothes are like candy to her. I- First of all, when, is- when has it ever been established that Lady J likes to shop? Because she's fancy. When has it ever been established that Flint wears friggin' sweater vests? Also, uh, fact, this but, is when okay, we find so, out. Okay, so that's what he gets. So he gets sweater vests and she gets, oh, uh, let's see, what's a chick like? Shopping? shopping. Okay, let's say she likes shopping because that's a chick thing. It is never, she wears the same thing in every single episode. It has never been established that she likes shopping. Yeah, but here's the thing. If that is your job, if you do have to wear you for an hour a day, of course when you get done, you're going to be wanting to wear all sorts of different stuff. I don't think so. I think she probably goes home and puts on pajamas. What kills me is that they're an actual <laughs> couple established in this episode uh, later, and yet they're not spending their off time together at all. I mean, they work together. They're probably sick of each other. They're sick of each other right now. In theory, they're dating, though. Are they just work dating? 
Well, no, I mean, you can... Like ha- a showmance? You are allowed to spend time apart, Ray. <laughs> I don't know if uh, if your wife has clued you in to that, but you can sometimes say, go away. Neither of them seems to be even giving two craps what's happening to the other person at that time. I have to say, not only did it make me uncomfortable that she she all of a sudden loves to shop, but it made me uncomfortable that there, that there is now a video camera in the changing room with her. That is a fact. The changing room that isn't a changing room, it's a giant wooden box. Yeah, I would also be super pissed if I got kidnapped in the middle of changing. I'd be like, dude, could you have gotten me like two minutes earlier? I will say this. Um, I'm not on Lady J's side on this. Oh. Because you know what? She takes that dress, and the games master is like, ooh, I know she's going to pick that dress. She picks another dress, and he's like, oh, I guess I was wrong. What did she do with that first dress? Just threw it on the rack, uh, lying on top of the rack, and they just walked away. Pick it up, She Nave. might be going back for it later. She might have put it there to save it for later. Have you ever taken a dress off the rack, <laughs> laid it on top of the rack, then walked away to try something on? You guys, I haven't, but I'm not a monster. To study <laughs> to study this, I shopped at Ross recently. Uh, okay, Ross just, is a totally different just matter. For this That's episode. the Wild West of clothing stores. <laughs> Um, there's clothing scattered like that everywhere. <laughs> that is no, that is the uh, Beyond Thunderdome of yes, it is women's yes. casual wear. You get in and get out as fast as you can, um, or else you risk getting lost in the outer mm. realms. Forever. Has nobody? Why is nobody complaining about the fact that she's uh, either uh, in her skivvies or butt ass naked when they close that box on? Well, her? she's wearing a nighty. The dress falls to the ground, and she's wearing another dress yeah, underneath. Yeah, she's it. wearing like a slip or something. She's wearing a slip. There but we then, go. Wait, but then, no, they never show that. Yes, they do. Yeah, no, they do. The, they pan up. The box closes. They, they, they pan back up again, and she's got a white little nighty on. Because she's like, "What's it. going on?" Yeah. Whoa! Did I just black out? You yeah. wanted it to be <laughs> anytime nakedness. you anytime there's a possibility of seeing boobs, Chan <laughs> Chan's like, "Oh, out. the vapors." <laughs> <laughs> And he's gone. <laughs> um, Speaking of boobs. No, oh. real quick, before we get to the, the other boobs of this episode, <laughs> nobody thinks it's strange that there are just wind-up men. Uh, is it, do they camouflage in normal society just walking around with this giant wooden box? I nobody notices they, the key crank out the backside of each one of these human I beings? I assume that they all, they are constantly thinking that it's a Christmas episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, so they just don't want to watch. I get it. Yeah, the thing is, like, I assume that everywhere is exactly like Hollywood and Highland. Okay. And it's just totally normal to see people walking around yeah. like it's Halloween, mm-hmm. just wearing all sorts of crazy shit. I'd be just like, yeah, <laughs> they do the same sort of thing on Hollywood and Highland. Oh, my gosh. Look, it's the box-carrying men again. Yeah. Oh, boy. Dude, if, if Timmy. I were, if I were in an office and just, like, a bunch of people, like, busted in, like, terrorists, <laughs> like, old-school 80s terrorists, like, Libyans, and they've got machine guns and, like, and wraps on their head and, like, start screaming. In uh, in a Middle Eastern language, I'm like, oh yeah, they do that kind of thing over in Hollywood Island. It's <laughs> oh, totally normal. I will die that way. That's how I'm going to go down. Like this is totally normal. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. So let's get to the better boobs, Gina. I yeah. mean, here's here's the thing that's not fair to me. Well, I'll get to that later. I'll get to what's not fair in this episode. <laughs> Are later. you getting to the uh, what's not fair about the amazing uh, combination technology that is the tanning booth slash hot tub? I think this is an amazing thing that should I be think more of. This games master is a creeper. He waits for Lady oh, J yeah. to go yeah. into the dressing room, and then he he waits for the Baroness to be in a bikini. Yeah, he did relaxing. not wait for Flint to to get down no. to his boxers. Like to Flint could have been taken a poop and then and then take him, then take him, and yep. then it's an equal opportunity. Kidnapper. What you don't know about this. And 
what the games master did know is Flint is known to defecate in the elevator. <laughs> That's oh, a little Flint quirk that he has. It, now yeah. it makes sense. Well, he may also be a never nude. <laughs> little true. jean shirts on underneath that I believe as well <laughs> I would buy that from, um, but if anybody if any I, of the G.I. Joes were that it would be Flint I actually don't think he takes that beret off during sex I think he's Ooh. naked except for um, the beret yeah. I think that he's asked not to take that beret off during sex <laughs> one because it's hot and two he's got a bald spot on the top of you his head you can leave oh, now your I, hat now on. I feel bad for him <laughs> now where even is the Baroness though she's in a giant warehouse room it, that hot tub <laughs> that hot tub is in the it. size of a wine vat it is gigantic <laughs> <laughs> and she's in this room that literally has nothing on any of no. the walls. I think it's because she's she's so badass that she's like, fuck it, I don't want people staring at me when I'm when I'm almost naked. I've got such a hot slam and bod. I don't want dudes drooling over me. I'm gonna build myself a vat. Then why did she even bother? putting on a bikini because she was tanning herself <laughs> a great she point. knows she's completely alone. Because there's Maybe. always the possibility of getting kidnapped at any time if you work for Cobra. You know what? She, what yeah. yeah. She yeah. is definitely someone who would be ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised she didn't just like whip a gun out of her like, like underwear bottoms. Yeah, robots? Yeah, I expected robots. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. And then the lid like comes down on the top of it and then yep. they just wheel it away. If I were her, I would do like a, a sensory deprivation thing. I would be like, well, I know I'm being kidnapped. I'm in a giant vat of water like I'm going to relax and enjoy it that's shape. what I was going to say yeah. she comes out yeah. as a gorilla because <laughs> that would have been amazing <laughs> and not what the games master was ready for no I promise that and then Cobra Commander the fourth yeah. person to get oh, kidnapped oh crap oh crap he did it he and went there that's the most brazen of the four yeah. kidnappings I, like, I actually wrote oh crap he's going after Cece Mm-hmm. In the middle is Cece. That's what I have him in my notes no, for Cece's as well. in my notes as yeah. well, yeah. Uh, Cobra Commander is just too many letters. It's a lot to write. Uh, and, it, and he's in every episode, so we have to yeah. come up with shorthand for this. Mm-hmm. But um, it's in the middle of his Kim Jong-il, uh, like, North Korean walk-by parade that he's doing. Yep. And mm-hmm. Destro, I like that Destro calls him out for it. Like, what is the goddamn point of you even doing this? You know you have troops. Mm-hmm. Like, I just love that he walks up to him. And then, like, the the way he can tell if he's real or not is he taps his shoulder. He just starts shoving him. Like, hello? 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 <laughs> tap, 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 tap. I would have loved Boing. for him to do that and then for, for the, the fake Cobra Commander's head to come off and then for him to just be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish like, I had tapped his shoulder years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. Now I understand. Now a lot of this what's been hey, going on makes a lot more sense and Destro's not messing around the second that the crazy jack-in-the-box head thing happens he's like immediately going to his like phone being like Cobra Commander's been a, been a, uh, escaped yeah aren't you supposed to wait like 24 hours before <laughs> you uh, call I'm, a missing person I'm proud of him for not just immediately taking control yeah he could have mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like within a couple of hours he could have actually made a pretty good villainous empire here's the thing that I learned working at a Starbucks <laughs> <laughs> is there's you can have a lot yes. of job satisfaction as a barista but once you get proponent to management man ain't no good times to be had you're the boss and it sucks it sucks uh that's I, why you make the slightly slightly higher bucks yeah i made a dollar more an hour yeah. and it was like 15 dollars more worth of grief yeah <laughs> so if i ever have to go back to starbucks no and i'm pretty sure that there will come a time <laughs> when i'll have to be i'll be like a 60 year old man who like well, everything else is not panned out, <laughs> but at least I know how to pull a shot of espresso. I had, uh, when I used to work in restaurants, I had one of my assistant managers. He said, Ray, you've been here like five years. Are you at all interested in, in being a manager? And I said to him, I said, what, do I want to make less like you? 
<laughs> oh, and then he fired him. <laughs> yeah, it was a rough time. Oh. Um, so, yeah, and then the polar clowns take Cobra Commander away again. Right. The only person, apparently, who can notice faces is Cobra Commander. Perfectly normal. Because they natural. have clown faces, and they yep. walk like grind-up robots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Destro's just like, oh, I made something very similar. It's very likely that that's mine. Yeah. If I were Destro, I would be like, who, who is making this crap? This is amazing. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Uh, mm. It would be the Games Masters, the one making mm. it. Uh, then both sides blame each other, naturally. Oh, so uh, Scarlet has a moment where I want her oh, to finish yes. this sentence. Because she goes, she goes, uh, let's all say what we're all thinking. They were, and then it cuts to, it cuts back to Cobra. So she doesn't finish it, but I feel like she's probably going to say like, they were, they've been fucking for a long time and we've all been ignoring it. I'm sure they probably went to one of those novelty motels where you have, you know, like themed rooms. You mean a Japanese novelty motel? No, like the safari room. Right. And the the Arabian nights and the shell room. Under the sea. The shell room. I can't Put on the flipper, Lady J. It doesn't work for me if you don't put on the flipper. They pull off a sweet editing trick that you wouldn't expect from a show. Oh, no, yeah, very good. That uh, is very good. good. Like, uh, it's a, we, let's say what we're all thinking. They have been, switch over to Destru says, kidnapped. Uh-huh. They're both thinking the exact same thing. It's a lovely film technique you don't get to see very often. And here's Gina going, I bet they're having weird sex in a hotel somewhere. I think that's what Scarlett was going to say. Oh. I think that they cut away and, and she was about to. Buzz is, <laughs> Buzz is crying right now. He doesn't know why. He knows that somebody has, has taken all his hard work and just no, shat all over I it. think he's like, oh, good. She, that's she, what she we were gets all me. Thinking. You really think that's, that, where, that's, that's what he's thinking? That's what we were all thinking. All right. Well, we cut to Wonka Land. Okay. There's no better way to describe this world. Here is here is where I have a serious serious issue. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. All right. So you got Flint in 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 clothes, full clothes, yes. yep. and shoes. Yep. And then you got Cobra Commander who's in his normal battle gear. Like well, he was kidnapped in battle yeah. gear. Mm-hmm. Go then on. you have poor poor Lady J in a skirt and heels, mm-hmm. which is terrible, Casual but not wear. as terrible as what as every 12 year old's dream as you're about yeah. to say the baroness with no shoes the, in a bikini the hottest thing yeah. any 11 year old boy oh, had no. ever seen in his life but this guy point. amazing this guy is like hunger gamesing them against each other mm, and yep. he is not starting them off on equal footing no. he, he has handicapped these women to an extreme you know degree. A, because Lady J is irritating. B, because the Baroness can handle her shit. The Baroness is the one I fear it. the most. The I Baroness is clearly, you, even in the bikini, still the most. Yep. I am telling you, at some point, her titty would pop out. What's if, if Flint, she was fighting. Flint would get the hardest boner of his life. <laughs> he would fall over. And she, and would she just could walk use up to the helicopter. She could use Flint to pole vault over the pit. Yeah. I'm more yeah. into the like, helicopter. At least put some. At least throw her some sneakers. She can still fight in a bikini and sneakers, but barefoot is not fair. I would give you sneakers, uh, but again, also, <laughs> even with all of the, if she were buck ass naked, I would still bet on Baroness to walk out of that one alive. I would not. Do you know how 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 uncomfortable it is to run when you've got huge titties and no bra on? I do not. I'm starting to. I'm starting to. Yeah. Um, it is not, not comfortable. Not good. All I am saying is that if one of our uh, creepy podcast listening fans <laughs> is planning on kidnapping me, please let me have some sneakers and a sports bra. Thank you. You have just put <laughs> on. Un- 
told horrific images into the minds of so many people. If you, oh, I don't, Guys, I don't even want to live anymore. I, don't know. I love everyone who's listening to the show, but please do not kidnap Gina. No, we need to finish the show. When we finish the last episode, then you can go ahead. We, we're done at that point. Well. Uh, so there's a one-man helicopter on the island, sure, which makes sense. You know, I kidnap four of you, fight with each other, Hunger Game style. Sure, I'm sure Suzanne Collins never got influenced by this episode at all. I'm wondering. Uh, this is actually like a Marvel production, and there was another character very similar to this. This his name was Arcade, I believe, yep. in the X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, like, how? What was it about the '80s that sort of spawned this archetype of the? game player who's trying to play in the real world. Yeah. Because well, I feel like that's shown up a couple other times. Well, Here's the thing. Yes. This is one of my favorite things. And there is an old uh, 1960s uh, Doctor Who episode mm-hmm. where there is a guy who, exactly like this and he keeps... Uh, he has like sort of this this brain fortress that he's created, and he keeps throwing fake literary characters at the Doctor and his companion... Okay. For them to sort of fight, and it's very it's very similar. So I think it's just the idea of like as adults, it would be fun as hell to to do something like this. Yeah, and, I, and I, there's a lot of things you can draw from. One, Willy Wonka is an obvious thing here mm-hmm. of this crazy world you're mm-hmm. trapped inside. But uh, two, there's the Star Trek Next Generation, the Data Sherlock Holmes episodes, which really feel similar to this in that you have existing characters taking on roles and then being like, put in another world. I feel like the hollow deck uh, uh, motif is a little bit separate. Like putting yourself into the video game is a little different. Than being you being forced into it. The character okay. who is the game's master. Um, I get, it's kind of like um, History of the World Part 1 where you got those people playing chess with real people. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Um, oh. the, the only other thing I would say is that there's a Transformers episode that is almost a shot-for-shot mirror of this episode sure. where Optimus Prime and Megatron and whoever, maybe Starscream, all get captured by a guy called the Games Master. Mm. And I'm, I don't remember if it's the same character or not. Oh, Boy, man. it wouldn't surprise me if it did. Uh, oh. Do you want to take a sec and see? I mean, I'll t- I, I'm sure it's not, but... Uh, I'm going to put it out there that I would enjoy being... In this game. Uh, like, not if it ended in death. It's pretty rough game. This is, not no, not this if it ended Battle in death. Battle Royale is what this is. But, but like, it, it, there are some fun elements to this. It's sort of like an Escape the Room game. I love Escape the Room That's games. That's what I'm saying. You know this. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it kind of is, except for the giant lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. That I, will try to kill them. Yeah, I'm saying, like, I want the, I want the assurance that I won't be killed or maimed. But I, I would play. You know what? I don't. If I got to go, that's how I want to do it. <laughs> in a giant Cut game down of in your death. Prime by a lawnmower. By a, by a clown robot with a machine gun. Did we find out if it's the same? I didn't find it. We're going to have to go through all of the Transformers you know episodes and do a podcast. No, you're Joe. <laughs> no, you're Joe. I'm going to find um, it for next one. Okay. 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 So let's see here. So they, they awaken cribs with st- covered in stuffed animals. And thus begins the. The realization that Cobra Commander is the biggest bitch ever. <laughs> what? He is the most useless little bitch ever. Have you? Oh, have you? Have you not seen GI <laughs> Joe, the like, animated series? But the 
Generation is, one. You, you, you could maybe think like, oh, he, he had to get to the top somehow. So maybe when put in times of pressure, it's sort of like a Yoda thing. Like when you see Yoda and you're like, oh, God, that guy's not – he's not doing anything good. And then boom, he's freaking awesome. Like you, you can maybe believe that, oh, Cobra Commander, he got to the head of this organization somehow – so maybe when it's just him and his wits and his skills, he's going to kick out some sweet-ass moves. But he doesn't need to yet. I consider Cobra Commander to be like Peter's principal to like the highest degree. He just kept failing upwards until suddenly he was the boss of Ugh. everything. It's the, he's the worst. <laughs> he's the worst at everything. Well, he's, he gets other people to do his stuff for him, and he does in this episode as well. I feel like that's what this, his secret is, is that he can get other people to do stuff and then just slide on by. Jump into the helicopter when everybody else is yeah. uh, grabbing each other's ankles. I hate him, and I ho- I wish he had drowned in the marshmallow pond. He's a 12-year-old boy. I want that 12-year-old to die. <laughs> oh my goodness. So uh, the Games Master sets up a bunch of British toy soldiers uh-huh. in a firing line mm-hmm. and tries to shoot them all down. And I'm sort of like, boy, if this first plan works, that's a pretty boring game, Games yeah. Master. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. At first, I thought there was going to be a twist, like, oh, they were going to shoot snakes at them or something like <laughs> that. But no, it was real bullets. No, I mean, no, the twist real is, shots. is that the Baroness, and here's the point where in all caps, I have written in my notes, <laughs> Baroness still in the bikini, because then they have to jump out that window, all that broken <laughs> glass on the uh, ground. I just saw Die Hard. And, uh, it's not comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some, yeah. some cut and feet. And she's barefoot again. Yeah. She's handicapped right off the bat. Also, um, I did not care for the fact that he just, uh, at this point, the Games Master is like, hee, 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 I like games that begin with a bang. No bad pun for you. You don't like that too, pun? Too I weak. Don't, I don't think that even qualifies. <laughs> <laughs> what about Flint saying uh, they're not shooting toy ammo? I thought to myself, what exactly is toy ammo? Mm. You know How, what like qualifies the as plastic toy ammo? pellets and cap guns shoot? Tranquilizer bullets. Tranquilizer <laughs> bullets. Corks. Rubber bands. Is yeah, that toy ammo? Yeah, toy ammo. I just I want a clarification on that one right here. And I got to say, Cobra Commander is wearing his like super like stick on elastic hood this time because he yeah. goes for a tumble down a hill, mm-hmm. and that hood doesn't budge an inch. Do we think the games master knows who he is and what's under that hood? Oh, he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't know directly, but he knows he's the leader of the organization. That's what I'm saying he seems to know a lot about these people's personal and private lives I mean, he has cameras inside everywhere well he knows lady j loves to shop and you didn't even know that you've seen 25 no of these. one knows that <laughs> it's not true she mm. likes to fight and kill and that's it ladies be shopping <laughs> ladies be shopping and so cobra commander tumbles down the hill and then flint and lady j just bust out a hearty laugh at his expense and the baroness joins them yeah Ooh. because he's Ooh. a little baby bitch he's like yep. ah, 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 me. Ah, wah, wah. mm-hmm I hate him. Yeah, how'd that go? Ow, ow, help me. <laughs> well, there you go. I just feel bad that Baroness immediately throws him under the bus. I know they're not friends. I know that if they were both at the same Starbucks together, Baroness would not go up and say hi. No. At all. Because Baroness knows, she knows her shit. And she right. knows that Cobra Commander, he is not functional in this situation. He is not going to be an asset to her. No, she. He, all he's going to be good yeah. for is trying to get her to do more shit. Mm-hmm. If she was smart... She would cut ties with him immediately and be the first one to cross that finish line. Yeah, the problem is it's kind of a hard game to do by yourself. You really do need somebody to watch your back because, I don't know, for example, a giant lawnmower might come across the horizon. Yeah. Also, she's playing the long game. Yeah. She knows that uh, it's possible that they all escape. And if they all escape, she'd better have helped him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When it comes I down to like... it, if it's just down to one, she'll split. But. Mm-hmm. 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 
So another sky, scri- sky striker goes down as Ace. What is that? The third one, third plane this month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ace just gets absolutely rocked right out of the sky. And I'm just thinking to myself, once again, another case of G.I. Joe does not care about the cost of taxpayers. Yeah. Duke calls him out. Third plane this month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which each of those things probably cost a billion dollars. <laughs> A crap ton of money, surely. <laughs> Just a lot of money. And that's basically what I have to say right there. Ace gets captured by Cobra. Mm-hmm. Uh, How kind th- of you to drop in, oh. Ace. Oh, does that I count as a feel pun? Like, that- I feel like that specific pun about somebody parachuting and dropping in. Has been has- every other episode. Yes. I agree. It's a go-to. Yeah. That's the tacos are ready. <laughs> it's No, it's the... <laughs> Do we have some falling from the air pun? Yes. I don't know. Drop in. Done. Boop. <laughs> that's the wine dark sea. That's a that's a Homer reference there, Ray. Oh, excellent. In case you're wondering, I'm not. I didn't watch all the Greek Simpsons, literature. so I wouldn't know. Ancient Greek literature. Moving along. <laughs> We're candy. in a candy forest. Licorice, oh, best part ever. Tree. So this is the most Wonka esque part. Oh, of it. this is the best part ever, and. I would just be like, hey, can you give me five minutes to eat everything I see? Gina, you need more than five minutes. We've established on this show. I know, but I would also stuff my pockets with things. Oh, I'm just so full. I'm just so full. Gina, with what? (laughs) What they've listed so far is licorice, marshmallows, Mm. and caramel apples. Oh, I'm sorry. And bonbon berries. And he picked a caramel apple off of the tree. I would be, at first, I'd be worried that they were poisoned. Sure. That's a very legitimate. That's a really concern. lame game, though, for the yeah, games master to be yeah. playing. Yeah, but what kind of asshole eats candy off of a tree? Me. I would. I would absolutely eat the candy off the <laughs> tree if I was people. on silence. I would eat the candy off the floor if I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess if you're planning on kidnapping Gina, you <laughs> just know to just put a, a roofied candy in front of her. And she will eat it. This is just distressing. Just, ha- just will eat it. <laughs> so a candy cane attack immediately happens. <laughs> Baroness and Cobra Commander of giant candy canes, and they start whipping around Lady J and Flint. Bikini fight. And a very hot, sexy cat fight breaks out. No, they don't. Oh, no, not the yet. The girls don't fight no, each that other. That happens in a little bit. That doesn't happen until later. So we, en- we end up with, and guys, I need you to answer this question for me, because uh, Cobra Commander and Lady J have a very distinct argument about whether or not the lake is made oh, of hold caramel. on, hold okay, on. yes. Because I am hold ready it. for this. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I mark this off because... Get me out of here! I'm sinking in caramel! In caramel! I yeah. love that he knows <laughs> the difference. That is a 12-year-old boy, yeah. 100%. But also, I feel like maybe he, like, we just saw an extra layer to his personality. Like, maybe he might makes fine confectionaries. <laughs> mm-hmm. My In question is, time. which one of them is correct? I, I'm going to put my money on him because he clearly thought it out better. She was saying her knee-jerk reaction of like, oh, get me out of here. It's caramel. And then right. he probably said it, and she was probably like, Oh yeah, you're right. It is. I think is that, yeah, that's the thing is you would expect if it were a large body of uh, liquid, yes. that it would be caramel. But he has the discernment to know that mm-hmm. that is not correct. It tastes like butterscotch and should be. Uh, and maybe she didn't eat any. Yeah, I True. think he, I think he's got a sensitive smell. sense of smell. Not yeah. to mention though, it's molten. How hot does that pond have to be for this butterscotch to be not in a solid state but a liquid state? Here's the thing: Have you ever been? to a Menchie's or a yogurt land. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They have a butterscotch syrup there. It's Mm -hmm. nice and warm, but it's not boiling. Yep. It's not to the point where... They use emulsifiers. Mm -hmm. They use... uh, Double boiler system. uh, Chemicals and whatnot (laughs) to to make a sauce. My goodness. 
like it stays liquid. It's, it's like an episode liquid. of Ace of Cakes up in here. This is amazing. <laughs> I, by the way, I'm upset that neither one of them tried to taste it. Well, apparently Cobra Commander did. Uh, oh, because he maybe. knows it's he happens to know, know it's butterscotch. I think he just knows. I think he just, he just knows, knows from the look. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, why not? Mm-hmm. So we get a, we get a moment here of um, subterfuge. GI Joe Scarlet has hidden away one of their uh, uh, all terrain vehicles, uh-huh. which an amazing moment happens here, and I don't know if you guys caught it because they get in the vehicle. Gung Ho says, "Ah, oh, she packed my gun, old precious or whatever." Baby, I think. Baby, yeah. there we go. <laughs> It is baby. Baby, yeah, my bad. Very disturbing. But then, like, Duke's like, all right, man, let's get out of here. And then they just drive right onto the water, and then they just dr- walk on water all the way across mm-hmm. the lake. Yeah. <laughs> I assume it's like, uh, what's that music video, you know, uh, where someone's walking on water and there's just a. a You're talking about Dancing clear... on the Ceiling by Lionel Richie? Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> Are you thinking of the Arrested Development episode? I don't know what I'm thinking of. I feel like it was maybe like a David Bowie thing or something, but there's like a, a clear pane of glass underneath maybe like an inch of water. So it looks like you're walking on water. That's what I assume. I assume they built a, a clear you're assuming glass they went bridge into the swamp, across the made water. Made a clear glass bridge. I assume that Gung Ho is Jesus. <laughs> That's where I'm going with it. I believe that uh, he is, in fact, the second coming. In reality, we're supposed to assume that the vehicles themselves can... Can on tires do do that <laughs> not the body of it just the <laughs> tires of it they're very very helium filled <laughs> and able to just fly across the surface i think that's wonderful so they end up uh, <laughs> hey. uh visiting the cobra scientists i love the scientists the cobra scientists are normal scientists they've got their little white lab coats yep. with a little cobra mask over their mouth just just because they're cobra <laughs> yeah just well you don't want to catch germs like They're the, dealing with swamp gas, Chan. <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, what, oh, so you're saying that every Cobra member is uh, those things are for germs? Yeah. They're just they're all germaphobes. Yes. Every last one. They really they really seek them out in the hiring process. I feel like we just discovered why Cobra Commander wears that mask. Interesting. Yeah, like now this makes sense to me. I feel like he is probably mm. a germaphobe. Yeah. It's, oh, it's sort of in keeping. I mean, it's he Mark wears Summers gloves. under there is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, Summers. he wears gloves. He does a fist bump every time he meets someone instead Ooh, of a handshake. Nice. Yeah, go for the dap or the elbow elbow bump. Yeah, you I think this bump, makes right? a lot more sense to me. Boom. That just yeah. felt weird. Uh, that's what Aziz Ansari did uh, when I interviewed him one time. He was sick and he does the elbow bump instead of. Uh, oh sure. Yeah. No, and especially if you're out on the road a lot, you really take yeah. great pains not to get sick. Yeah. So I don't even get take offense. So, so, yeah. When you meet a famous person, don't try to shake their hand, everybody. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. They are going to deal with that a hundred times a day. Just offer to bump butts with them or something like sure. that's, that's yeah. much yeah. yeah, do that. Just rub. Do your, that. Just rub the heads of your penises together. Ask for that, <laughs> and they'll certainly say yes. No, now it's weird, Chan. <laughs> wasn't weird until you made it weird. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so we have a great moment here where they uh, everybody escapes. So Flint and Baroness tussle around a little bit, and I you know, felt a little chubby going uh, on. Hold right? on. Here I mean, a, am I wrong? I, just, <laughs> I felt uh, chubby, too, because she looked in, in amazing in that bikini, and it made me remember <laughs> all the donuts I've eaten. Oh, Jesus. There, there was one weird thing, and I just want to clear it up because uh, I didn't go back to listen to it at the time. Uh, but I did make a note of it. Uh, he says some, the games master says something really weird. I'm yeah. not sure what they says. Watch this, Coco. It's a real ho ho. What's this? <laughs> what's this, Coco? It's a real ho ho. It's a real ho ho. What's what's the problem, Chan? I feel like he said it's a. Re- See, the thing is, nothing he says there could make sense <laughs> in context. It sounded like he said it's a real homo. <laughs> no. Like, what? 
Ho ho. What's a ho ho? Maybe he caught gung ho <laughs> on his camera. Like he mean like ho ho is what Santa says when he's laughing. So he means it's a real chuckle. Has anybody in the history of ever <laughs> ever said it's a real ho ho? I think more people have said out with the gout. <laughs> no, said it's I mean, a real ho ho. People have said like referred to something as like. Ho ho, guys! It's funny. now going into my lexicon. It if may, it wasn't before it may already, be ho ho ho! I thought he might have said it's a real hobo, like oh look, no! like he's like a real dirty person. But or it's, none, it's of, nothing there makes. He sense. could be referring to delicious hostess desserts. <laughs> That's true. He isn't. He, he they are in a candy forest. It's a real ho ho. <laughs> but he definitely next said to that ho-ho. real Twinkie. There's no way they would have used that uh, trademarked <laughs> name. Maybe he was talking about uh, the Baroness. Oh, maybe one of them got a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. I don't get it. Machine it's a diehard ho. reference. Uh. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. I just watched Die Hard last night, everybody. No, we get it. I we think get w- it. We're agreed that we're firing Ray, right? <laughs> oh, no. Shit, that was an option? <laughs> oh, <laughs> dear. So Robot Dinosaur shows up. Oh, no, before Robot Dinosaur, which is awesome, Cobra Commander, just I love the fact that he, he sees all the angles, okay? Because they're just like, okay, you go first. Oh, so you can you know shoot us in the back? Okay, fine, we'll go first. Oh, so you can take the helicopter and run away? This, he sees the defeat in every scenario. He is a paranoid schizophrenic is what he is. Uh, I will say that I have had no less than three people this week on my Facebook page <laughs> okay. make exactly this argument. Like, oh, oh, you want to ban all the guns? <laughs> and then you say, like, no, I don't want to ban all the Oh, so what you're saying is that we're not trustworthy and we're going to kill you. I'm like, no, I'm not saying you're the, do you. What side <laughs> of the argument are you on here? Are you just. I guess a paranoid schizophrenic. Or like just paranoid kooks is what like yeah. is who do the, like because this is in keeping with what we know about Cobra Commander. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. He clearly has mental disorders and yeah. one of them is is extreme paranoia. Yeah. But narcissi- correctly so. Extreme paranoia and narcissistic tendencies. How many times have his own people turned against him and at the drop of a hat tried to take over his entire organization? It's true. It's not paranoia if they're really after you. <laughs> Thank you. So anyway, robot dinosaur. <laughs> Did we get Yay. to the point yet Robot where apparently dinosaur. it's not a superpower to lift a giant rock over your head like it were nothing? Rocks are just super light in the G.I. Joe universe. Well, I think, uh, yeah, we had this a couple episodes ago. With, yep. what's this name? was Roadblock thrown against the giant crab a couple episodes ago in Cobra Soundwaves. Check that one out, everybody. <laughs> and uh, now, yeah, everybody's doing it. It's just the newest thing. I don't we, understand. We it. all just like throwing giant rocks. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think like maybe, maybe. Okay, ready? Get ready for this theory. Theory. G.I. Joe is set years and years and years <laughs> in the future. Oh, okay. And it's sort of like, you know how in the never ending story when the nothing is tearing through everything and the rock eater can't find rocks to eat because they're all just hollow? It's depressing. Yeah. Because it's sucking all the goodness and substance out of the world. So this is set in the future, and all the minerals have been mined and, and ground to death. Are you saying the G.I. Joe cartoon sucks all the goodness out of the world? <laughs> yes. It, it, How dare you? suck the life out of mine. <laughs> oh, dear. So Flint gets eaten. Yep. He gets straight up chewed up and yep. spit out. Uh-huh. I, yep. I mean, and it was shocking. Like, you do not expect him to actually get eaten by the darn thing. And he collapses in a heap to the ground, and the robot undertakers show up. And I really wanted Robot Paul Bearer to come in alongside of them <laughs> and to hear the droning bell in the background, but uh, it just did not give me what I wanted in this particular case. And 
Yeah, and at this point, I wrote in my notes, like, he he's faking his own death from a 30-foot fall? After getting surrounded crushed. by No, I, I could see, like, how you might, like, because the thing doesn't have a tongue. It just has teeth on the side, uh-huh. and it just had a mouthful of dirt. So I could see it just go, like, arr, 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 and not actually uh, crushing him. Like the way Cookie Monster eats cookies. Yes, yes. exactly. Okay. Yes. But then also... Then you drop out of the mouth <laughs> like 30, feet like 30 feet high. Surrounded by boulders, your head is going to get crushed and are you're going to Maybe he got knocked out. Back. Maybe he I wasn't like, really faking. Yeah, that's true. But also, I feel like how to take a fall is probably one of the first things they teach you at G.I. Joe training. Oh, sure. Right after that ninja fall. flip outside the train the going upwards. Yeah. They know how to take a fall. That's every and, day. And they know how to take a, a head injury, too. So, <laughs> well, Duke's learned that. Yeah. They all um, have. I thought it was a little bit weird as the robot undertakers put Flint in the coffin and go away. The ones trailing are have their hands held in prayer. Mm-hmm. Aww, they're <laughs> just, praying to their robot god. They're praying to Isaac Asimov, I assume. <laughs> Isn't that who robots pray to? Yes. Probably. Um, and then Baroness comes over because Lady J is, has lost her shit. Lady J is just bubbling mess right now. Yeah. Not cool enough to hang out with on your day off, but my goodness, you don't want to see the man die. Also, I bet she's like pissed that she's in heels. And has to do this whole thing in You think heels. she's really crying about the fact that she's still wearing at, heels? At no point does she mention anything about heels. It's mostly about her boyfriend who is dead. not making the situation <laughs> better, though. But Baroness, Trust me. Baroness is the one coming. If ever I have a time of grief, I want Baroness to just come up behind me and just be like, they're there. Think of all the revenge you now get to have. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I was motivated. I hope when my mom dies, it's like... Revenge yourself against God. <laughs> God is the person who did this. Use your life to strike <laughs> crush down. this God. Uh, this is the point also where uh, I realized, like, you know what? Whoever wrote the pro- Flint and Dilly uh, was probably uh, playing uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. With, I think they all were, yeah. With Gary Gygax and got so sick of Gary Gygax, like, murdering the entire party he was like motherfucker all right fine you're gonna i'm I'm gonna spend three hours creating this character and you're just gonna kill him off in the first dungeon thing all right i'm gonna write a cartoon about you you piece of shit oh the games master who just wants to play everybody come over and play with me oh you're all dead oh i'm having such fun (laughs) that is that is picture perfect a terrible dungeon master. I've never even considered. You know what? In all the things we talked about with Gary Gygax, etc., I don't know why that didn't cross my mind until just now when you said it. Because a fish doesn't know what water tastes like. Your days are spent around these people. Uh, you're, just... you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> I guess it's true. It's like I'm the frog in the boiling pot of water. Oh. Uh, so Destro's, it's not a real frog, Gita. I mean, it made me sad anyway. Metaphorical. It made me sad anyway. Uh, Destro interrogates like a goddamn boss, yeah. B-A-W-S, because mm. just from using words and head bobs, he gets Ace to basically crack the entire plan. He didn't even have to uh, like strip him down. Didn't threaten take him. Take off his suit or anything. Yeah. Yeah. His flight suit's on. Meanwhile, gung-ho in the Joe team, what the fuck moment is, hey, let's just pour swamp gas all over Zartan. Like mm-hmm. he's goddamn Jack Bauer or something in an episode of 24. Hey, guys, let's violate Geneva Conventions by (laughs) using a biological weapon on somebody. (laughs) And here we are now in a world where Destro and Cobra are committing 
peaceful interrogations. <laughs> yep. And G.I. Joe are literally... That making... shit wasn't even enhanced. He just used <laughs> his words. There wasn't a waterboard or anything simulated. He just said, hey, I've got this vial of death shit. Let's make... Let's, not even let's pour it on him. Let's make him drink, drink it. it. Wow. It's like, let's rape his mouth. That is... <laughs> That's ridiculous. Bad job, gung-ho. <laughs> and Duke's right next to him, the leader of G.I. Joe at yep, this point. Number turns one. to him and he just goes, yeah, I think we should do that. Yep, absolutely. Ah! He's going to look the other way. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, he's, he's going to look even looking right at him. <laughs> <laughs> Horrifying. Then, of course, because uh, you know the Joes in this episode are one step behind Cobra, Destro figures out exactly what's happening. Yep, which he's- leads to a sick, sick burn. Oh, do it. Boom. Mike dropped. Yeah. You just called him a basic bitch. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Basic bitch for the 1980s. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my gracious. Yes, and done. And so, and and Destro comes up with a pretty solid plan. Why should we trust you, Destro? Hey, a guardsman who just snuck in behind all the Joes and have guns pointed at their heads with them not knowing it. Yep. Just drop your weapons right now. Go ahead and surrender. Right. And they do. Also, mm-hmm. like, wasn't it just like five or six episodes ago where Destro did a pretty similar thing and they trusted him? <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Synthoid episode. Yeah. Yep. He's like, hey, mutton junkyard. And he, I know I just tased you, but because uh, <laughs> you wouldn't listen to me, you dummy. Yeah. If Destro shows up and he's got his hands empty, you listen to the man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like he's set a precedent now that he's done this twice. Yep, Destro is that character in the uh, the RPG uh, uh, video game who like force chats you. Uh-huh. <laughs> you walk into the room and immediately you're drawn into the conversation you're forced to have mm-hmm. because you know you you can't just shoot him. Yeah, no. the game will not let you just shoot Destro. <laughs> it will not happen. <laughs> um, and I need this poll right I'm here. I'm here to advance the plot, Joes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one who figured this shit out. Uh, can you please pull for me, Chan? This little clip here of Cobra Commander just stammering in his own words. Because he doesn't see, he talks for like five seconds and says nothing at all. <laughs> and it's wonderful. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Here we go. That is an extended take yep. of him saying nothing. I heard there were a jungle in there. I feel can't like. stand it anymore. <laughs> I mean, that was the equivalent of what uh, uh, Yosemite Sam Raza Frazin, 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 or the dad in a Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It takes a certain level of talent as an actor to be able to pull that off and be interesting. I mean, we, we Chris have has got it time again. Chris Lotta, he was the man. So here's where the slap fight happens. Yep. It is yeah. hot. It Lady is J and Baroness so pulling this where, hair. This is where we get a Bechdel test pass. Oh, did we? I was I was scared we weren't going to pass it despite the fact there were two women next to each other the whole time. I mean, also technically, when she, oh, I guess the, the advice that she gives her about like now you get to get revenge was technically about the death of her boyfriend. But it was about what she was going to do in response to it. Yeah, and it wasn't. Yeah, there were just a few times where I can't remember the specific line that passes it, but there's a, th- at some point during the bikini fight, they talk to each other. like, now you can get the helicopter, or yeah, I'll, I'll get the helicopter. Something. Uh, you know what? I think there's enough partial passes in this episode yeah. to just go ahead and just give it a full yeah. pass. Although, Number five, ladies and gentlemen. Honestly, the cat fight almost takes it away. <laughs> because here's, here, I mean, Flint 
and Baroness go at it hard. Yeah. And he's like ready oh, to, yeah, to knock her the F out. Mm. And she's holding her own. And then Baroness and Lady J get together and they're like, oh. And they like lift up their ankles like, oh, stop. They oh, go straight up slap fight. And it's delightful. Stop. Oh, that was the most miserable <laughs> bullshit. I wanted to see them kick the snot out of each other. Well, I got a little bit uncomfortable when Flint was really roughing up the Baroness, though, to be fair. Remember when we couldn't That's even see Wild Bill in the last episode take her out? That's what I'm saying, is that when a dude is punching on a woman, that's that's an issue. Ma- yeah. I don't feel good about that. But if two women are going at it, just you should cut loose. Get raw. Yeah. And they're not even bothering. They should have both just taken their tops off and just I, okay, I don't, with five hoses I, I, I and not, just like shoot each other I don't down. I agree with any of that. That's Butterscotch hoses... It'll be like it'll be like a late night Cinemax movie. What, what are we talking about right now? Late night Cinemax movie <laughs> has women spewing Sunday syrup all over each other. I'll show you Ray later. Ray combines Chan. his two favorite passions: <laughs> food and naked women. He subscribes to a very specific uh, porn channel. Uh, so, cutting Flint now is somehow. Because he survived the coffin and pushes all the Undertakers into the casket, which defeats them, he ends up somehow five seconds later in the Games Master's lair. You think he would have locked that door or something, but nope. Uh, He doesn't. uh, Yeah, he's not. uh, (laughs) And then an amazing moment happens because you see the Games Master in a forced perspective at the very foreground. You see Flint Flint in the very background, right? And so he's like, why don't you? We're going to fight right now. (laughs) And then Games Master gets up and it turns out it wasn't forced perspective at all. He's actually 10 feet tall. He is a gigantic man. And I love him. (laughs) <laughs> he Why is my is hero. He so giant, I want to know. Because uh, it's an interesting uh, uh, thing that extends the episode by two minutes. <laughs> because the people, uh, many of the people who play Dungeons and Dragons. Why are you doing a Jordy LaForge thing with the headphones, Gina? Why? Because my ears are starting to hurt. Oh, my goodness. Great. We're almost to the end, Gina, so don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, Games Master, uh, uh, he just destroys Flint. Uh, yeah, no, what I was going to say is that uh, most D&D, uh, no, most people who played D&D back in those days were horrendously fat. Yeah, and very, very large man. But large also, human beings. You could say Gary Gygax was a very large man as well. Do we, we're led to believe in this episode that we will see this man again. Do we see him again? No. God damn it. I want more of his backstory because I was thinking like, oh, maybe he himself is a robot who created these other robots. Uh, so getting back to the episode, did a thing. <laughs> yeah, this is the moment that GI Joe and Cobra attack together on mass. It was kind of awesome, and this is, I think, for a person with toys, you could have GI Joe and Cobra fighting together against the toy soldiers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. There's a cool thing where they could fight the other toys in your toy box, mm-hmm. and they're just creating that on the island, and it was so kind of neat. Water rockets? Do they even still oh, make these? Yes, they do make water rockets. So I think you can get it at the dollar store, the ninety nine cents only here. Uh, in yeah, town. I have not seen them since I was a little kid. It's just where like things you use in the pool where you suck up the water, right? No. It's a it's a toy. It's it's a it's a hollow plastic rocket. You fill it partway with water and then you have uh, an air pump that, that like, you know, like uh builds up the pressure oh. and then you flip the switch and it goes and it shoots like 15 Oh yeah, feet in yeah, the air. okay. Shoots up in the air, right? Yeah. Right. And I totally didn't even mention the giant lawnmower. I think we mentioned it a few times. An old timey yeah. lawnmower yeah. on two wheels just chases them through the forest. Has, have either of you ever actually used one of those? Oh lawnmowers? no, I've just never used a lawnmower. Blades. Period. I'm a lady. <laughs> there you I go. have used one of those. It is a pain in the ass. It sounds terrible. Yeah, I know my dad hated it. That's why he got a riding mower. It also destroys the helicopter, which is just like dirty pool. Yeah, that ain't dirty true. pool. Games master. He's complaining. He's yelling, "You cheat! You cheat!" But he was the one that cheated. 
He cheated first. He cheated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They cheated. And then, uh, so this is a weird moment that happens right here because uh, Flint has just enough time to stop the lawnmower by just pressing every random button on the board. Mm-hmm. He gets a message out to G.I. Joe being like, hey, uh, we're here on this island. Track the signal. And then the very next scene, Flint is gone and the Games Master is back in control at the game panel again. Uh, well, no, he ran away. Okay. And had like a backup control room yeah. like you do. Well, because that joystick <laughs> got ripped right out the socket right yep, there. Just popped it right off. Yeah. Shoddy worksmanship. <laughs> yeah, Games Master, take that. Um, D. Yeah, he was, uh, uh, Flint was being held by what looked like a butler and a maid and possibly a mom and a dad. I think dad. there was a Native American um, and a construction worker. I just, I'm curious what the psychology is like. What is the origin story of this person? Oh, I can tell you because I actually put some thought into this. I think that this is who the games master was raised by. He was raised by robots? Yeah, I think that this explains everything. I think Who are his he, parents, though? I think he, he either had scientist parents or very absentee parents who were like kooky inventors. Okay. They were like, we don't have enough time to look after our kids, so let's have the robot nanny, the robot butler. They'll entertain him because at some point he says uh. something that, that leads me to believe it. Like he says something. He shouts something. Was, when it, they, was it? Almost when they're destroyed. That's he, a ho-ho? No, it's like it's like right before they get destroyed, he shouts something like "my family" or something like that. Well, my guys, I just figured it out. He's Elroy Jetson from <laughs> the future. Why? Because he was raised by a robot maid, uh-huh. and then sent back in time uh-huh. with his robots from the future, who also are not as futuristic as this is falling apart as I bust it out. I think <laughs> I think my theory that because this is why he wants playmates because he's only had the companionship of robots. Sure. Okay, okay, I can sort of see that. that. Mm-hmm. This he, is why I want him, more, him in more episodes. No, fewer. Or I want, <laughs> or I want more episodes with him. I wish there was a second Games Master episode, but I can almost assuredly say there is not one uh, coming. Then why have him yell at the end that he's going to be... They'll see uh, him at again. the end of the Masters of the Universe movie, Skeletor appeared after the closing credits and said, I'll be back. Yeah, and They didn't make a second Masters of the there Universe were still movie. still cartoons. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, they did. Dolph Lundgren is the version is like a second. Is no, like that is the first. Right? That's the only movie of Masters yeah, of the Universe. Yeah. Oh, at the oh. end of and that the, movie. Oh, at the end, it. you see, yeah, Skeletor. Oh, well. But I feel like, you know, he he lives on. You know, in he our lives hearts, on. he lives on. He flies away in a little spaceship on a slingshot, though. And there's got to be. Is he an alien? I mean, he is 10 feet tall. I don't. I, this is why I, I demand another. Let's listen. If we petition them like people did for Arrested Development. Uh-huh. What, what if I put this out there? Uh, what if we have Buzz write? He's already writing like uh, uh, the the st- most yep. dangerous man in the world. Mm-hmm. What if the follow up piece is Games Master Part Two? I want all these storylines. We're asking. Tied we're begging up. for it. We're begging for it, Mister Dixon. Please hook us up. I feel like we'd have a better shot at that than of getting Marvel, who's busy doing Jessica Jones, for example. To do a redux no, of uh, of the Games Master episode of GI Joe, I like it. Uh, well, since we're running super long on time right now, GI Joe and uh, uh, Cobra have, I have like a friendship moment, like a Christmas moment right here, where mm-hmm. Zartan and Scarlet especially seem to be way hitting it off. Mm-hmm. And with CoverGirl, you know, uh, moving in on Duke, maybe Scarlet like steps outside the nest and gets her a little Zartan strange. Yowza. Because, I mean, at the end, he's got, like, his leg up on a log, and she's sitting down, and he's, like, drinking a cup of coffee. I mean, he does And they're just hanging out together. Pretty great chest. 
Whoa. That's the picture that they use on the Wikipedia page for the <laughs> The correct <Wikipedia>. picture. <laughs> the only one I remember of Flint yeah. and Lady J tuss or Flint and Baroness tussling. Flint in his sweater vest <laughs> uh in missionary position over the Baroness with her hair akimbo. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's just sort of how the, the episode ends. They're just all friends, and then it's just over. Huzzah. It's really strange. They all laugh about uh, Cobra Commander's obvious paranoia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, isn't this cute that that's he clearly right. needs to go to therapy and, then and needs a lot of help? But... We have a callback to Cobra Commander doesn't trust anybody. You yeah. go first, we'll go first. You uh-huh. go first, I'll go first. And then it just pulls back, and we just, I don't think they ever leave the island. <laughs> yeah, they're still there. They're still there fighting. The time. Come start of episode 27. Yeah. This is like a lost situation. They're all in purgatory. Or they just turn and like Cobra Commander like turns around still in the argument and everyone's gone. <laughs> it just leaves. So Gina, we agree this episode passed the Bechtel test. I would say it does. Sold. Nice. Good enough for me right there. Well, All right. Well, that's it for me, everybody. This I love this episode so much. You guys, if, if you're going to watch one episode of that this show with us, this should be the one that you watch, I would have to say. <laughs> Gina, are you with me on this one? Yes. This was this, this was is so fantastic. a really good one. I disagree. It's a really fun one. Uh, the, <laughs> here's the thing. It's just I can, so weird. I can almost sort of buy it when we're in a quasi sort of paramilitary situation. Sure. Uh, and I can accept some of the, you know, um, stretches of logic that I would in an action movie. Like, man, that car is not going to fly over that bridge. Uh, but then when they just get into like straight up fantasy and just like balls out craziness, I'm like, I nope, can't, mm. cannot hang. What's next? Time traveling aliens taking us back to ancient Greece. Yes. Uh, not next. Not next. But eventually. <laughs> but yes. coming. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Please. Well, until then, that's the end of the episode. Check us back on uh, Wednesday for the next Know Your Joe. Mm. And I'm going to look into that Transformers episode and see if we can get some more information on that. But until right. then, I am Ray Stacanis. You can hit me up on Twitter. I am at Almighty Ray. Robert Chan at 999 RPMs. Gina Ippolito. I'm at Gina Ippy. And uh, thanks, everybody. And uh, well, good night now from your favorite games master. Cake parts. <laughs> Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score Score Bunny? So it's, it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. <laughs> like Score Bunny. Rad. There's Score Bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think, like, donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is, though, Scorebunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. Oh, my God. Ash is still the main character of the anime? Yes. Where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train. I'm leaving, Scorebunny. And Scorebunny's like... Is it because he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. (laughs) If you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast.